Change your heart. Change your heart. The second uh, phrase would be, change your words. Change your words. So we have change your heart, change your words, and the final phrase, change your world. That's what it is for this year. Change your heart, change your words, change your world. All of us had to have our hearts opened up. You, do you remember when you first got born again, how happy you were? You had, your hearts were just exploding. I mean, wow! I think some of us have allowed it to get... What's that? Pig pen in... in What's Peanuts cartoon? Not Peanuts, though. It's a pe Charlie Brown. Uh, pig pen comes by and you've got this storm cloud coming. We've got too much of a storm cloud over us. This is a new year. Let's blow it away. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just gave you thanks as we look to your word. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we will be excited, Father God, that which we will hear, Father God. And, Father God, we will display, Father God, the things of God in our lives, Father God, in this year, dramatically, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, there, first of all, we need to have strong faith in God and be excited about the new journey for this new year. It's a new journey. You haven't been this way before. Now, we know that we are living in the last days according to the biblical prophecies, amen? And there's the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to, I mean, we need to be fired up. This could be the last Wednesday. Yeah, some of us say, well, well. Some of you say, well, I don't want it to, well. <laughs> you know, wow. Anyway. Life for this year can be a challenge. It can be a contest, and probably it will involve battles. So we need to set ourselves and focus on the important issues of life. Time as we know it is moving at a rapid pace. I mean, look at last year, it went like that. I mean, we said, Christmas is coming, and there it was, and here's New Year's, and here we are. Seven days into the new year. So time is uh, moving at a rapid pace. But it's also filled with every type of distraction that will pull us away from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You look at the, what, what's on TV, look on the newspapers, you look at what's going on on the social uh, activities of people's lives, they don't center themselves on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's on something else. And the other things are not important. I mean, compared to the Lord, they're not important at all. There are certain things, you know, we have to get away from the distractions. Um, Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24. 
Look at verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. We are in the last days. There, there's a lot of deception out there. Deception is a major problem for Christians. It's, it's an enemy. So, we need to go to turn to, pardon me, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and find the 54th chapter. That's Isaiah chapter 54. And that's Isaiah chapter 54, looking at verse 2, Lord speaking. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Glory to God. Uh, this is the Lord's call to Israel for an expansion of their vision. The Lord's asking us to do the same thing for this year. Expand your vision. Their vision was to uh, prepare for the restoration of Israel. Our vision is to prepare the coming of the king. Our prayer should be for the Lord to stretch out our vision. To expand our goals. And to spark our faith. Stretch your vision. Expand your goals and spark your faith. Your faith has something, needs something to get a hold of. And that's where you're, you need that expansion of your vision and your goals for this year. So to experience the expansion of the goal, to spark the faith, we need to have a change in our thought life. That's where Isaiah chapter 55 comes in. And verse 8, 55, 8. The Lord is speaking. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Wow! The Lord's telling us to get His thoughts. Take on His thoughts from now on. That's how you're going to expand your vision, if you take on His thoughts. The only way we're going to take on His thoughts is to find out what his word says about ourselves and about the situation and circumstances that may be coming against us. Find out where you stand and how to take it on. Glory to God. We control our thoughts and our actions as we saturate our mind with God's word. So if you'll turn with me to Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 3. That's Colossians Chapter 3, we'll start with verse 1. 
If ye be in Christ, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. So where are our thoughts need to be? Above those things that will put us in the right in the driver's seat instead of the back seat. If you want your 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 year to go right, you've got to get in the driver's seat. And you gotta do it God's way. Which reminds me. Congratulations, Mary. <laughs> she passed her, her license. Did you hear about the young man that uh, he passed his license and he went to his dad. He says, Dad, uh, uh, can I borrow the car? He said, Son, you have to do th three things before you get to drive the car. He says, All right, Dad, what are they? Read your Bible. Improve your grades and cut your hair. Son says, that's kind of hard, but we'll do it. So semester went by and came there and says, here's my report card, Dad. It's, it's improved. He says, sure has, son. And I've noticed you've been uh, reading your Bible, but you haven't cut your hair. Well, Dad, I, I, I realized something. Samson had long hair, Elijah had long hair, and Jesus had long hair. Dad says, that's right, but they all walked. <laughs> so we need to see. <laughs> seek those things which are above. That means we need to have supernatural thinking. We are no longer servants, but we've been called sons and daughters. We are not, no longer lost, but we are found. We are no longer aliens, but citizens of the kingdom. This is guidance, not only for the year, but for your life. This is where we need to go. We walk through this year, we can walk through this year confidently in a manner that glorifies God if we'll do those things. Hallelujah. This is exciting. And we all can do it. We have the mind of Christ. We just have to put it in gear. Put it in gear. Focus on it. Okay, let's go to the book of John. In John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is speaking. Beginning in verse 12. That's John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, 
because I go unto the Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Glory to God. So we need to pray for proper motivation and have proper purposes in our prayers. And all that we do. Our highest motivation should be love. We do everything in love. Glory. And we ought to ask the Lord, make me a blessing to be a blessing to others. We need to pray supernaturally also. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Supernatural praying. Verse 29. Then he touched their, their eyes saying, According to your faith be it unto you. We can do it. They had their eyes open. Glory. We are not ordinary people. What's that song that Barbara Streisand sang? People. Just ordinary people. I don't sing like her anyway. We're not ordinary people. Philippians 3. Did I write it wrong? I wrote it wrong. Hold on. I'm drawing a blank. What are we gonna? Well, we could look at three, three fourteen. I press forward towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in God and Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. We're not ordinary people. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Our lives are joined to, one, to the one who spoke the worlds into existence. Your life is joined to him. Wow. We belong to him. We're covered by his blood. All authorities be given unto him, and he's been and he's given us the same authority in his name. To use his name. The devil's under our feet. He dwells in us with all his resurrection power. Romans 8.37 says that we are more than conquerors. Romans 6.14 says that 
Sin shall have no dominion over us. Glory to God. That's a good one for, for all of this year. Sin shall have no dominion. When, when, the, when the enemy comes there to trip you up, say, I can't do this because sin has no dominion over me. Romans 4.17 We call things that be not as though they are or were. So we need to stop speaking the things that are, that are and call things into existence that need to be. Not only into our lives, but other people's lives. You got a voice. We have a commission to do. In this year, we need to put more emphasis on the lost and, and the unsaved world. Let's turn to Mark chapter 16. Mark 16, look at verses. The commission. Verse 15, that's Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's the Great Commission. To go out to the lost. Wow. We need to take things seriously. John chapter 4. Look to John chapter 4 now. And note Jesus' words here. John chapter 4, looking at verse 35. Say not ye that there are yet four months, then cometh the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are already white, already in to harvest. This is an urgency. Note the urgency of the Lord's voice in these last, for these last days. We are not to sit and wait for a spiritual harvest to come to us. We are to go into the fields. We can have immediate harvest on the seeds that are, have already been planted and bring in the eternal, bring eternal life to those. We need to go out there and do it. Thank you for all the amens there. I know the angels in heaven were rejoicing on that one. It says they rejoice for every sinner that comes. Come on, let's, we, we need to get some rejoicing. Get, get them shouting and jumping up and down. And say, hey, I get to set another table. 
Sit under the chair. Keep, keep the Lord busy building mansions up there. You don't want to see vacant lots. How would you like to have all those that you brought to the Lord be with you? There's spaces there. But all of a sudden, you look around, you got one or two houses, and the rest are vacant lots. What happened? People would know, wouldn't they? Whoa, that is heavy. And you go to you would go to somebody like you know, let's say Reinhard Bunk, and you know his house is there. And there's millions. Well, if you're not, you've got some of those because we you know we support these people. So you know, when we support people that are out there, but we need to go out there and do it ourselves. Because Reinhardt's not coming here to Santa Maria. He's going out where other people are needing it. We're here. There's enough of us here to transform Santa Maria and the surrounding areas. Okay. We need to get busy. Like busy bees. And we can't be drones. Okay. Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at this. We said that there was urgency in the Lord's voice in that last verse that we read, John 4, 35. Now look at this one, Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and 38. And he said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are plenty. He said, Few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Well, I tell you what, if you're not going out, you need to pray for those that do go out. And expect results. We need to be excited about it. The fields are white. There is an urgent need for laborers. Who shall go? There was some place in the Old Testament. The Lord was looking to and fro, across the world. And he couldn't find anybody. And Isaiah says, Here am I, send me. Where are we? Now, if you care, and I won't use the word care because some people use it in a bad way. If you endear people, I want you to ask the Lord to show you the vast number of people that are destined for hell if they're not rescued by the laborers in the harvest field. If I pray for that 
tonight for all of us, would you awake to that dream? See how many people are going to hell because you see the harvest fields white and there's that cliff and nobody's stopping them. That's bad. That's bad. We need to get out in the har harvest field. Okay, another thing. Home is important, extremely important, both to the church and the purpose of God for the world. The well-being of our homes is of in tremendous importance. Glory to God. In these last days, we need to lift up the body of Christ, lift up the other members of the congregation, as it were, because the enemy has vicious attacks aimed at each and every one of us. He's wanting to trip you up. He's wanting to remove your faith. Okay, let's go back to Matthew chapter 24. Well, I jumped ahead of myself. I'm sorry. We won't go there yet. If it were possible, they would, the enemy would deceive each and every one of us. It says the very elect would be deceived. There's, as we already know, there's defections in the body of Christ now. There's new doctrines. And, the church, and, they're, and they're becoming rampant in the churches and even in some major denominations about certain things of doctrines. Well, that was for those days and we are no longer abide by those things. You know, that's... The truth is being rejected, distorted, and ignored for new revelations coming forth from social scholars. Not biblical scholars, but social scholars. First, now we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, talking about our brothers and sisters in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, looking at verse 12. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth to take heed, lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye might be able to bear, bear it. There, there are some of our brothers and sisters are falling into the temptation. We need to hold them up. Because... There's one area, I, I don't recall where it is right now. It says, if you see a brother fall, you need to lift him up because if you fall, you surely want somebody to lift you up. Drag you out of the choir in mud. Sure, you got, sure we're ashamed when we fall. <laughs> if you ever backslid, you know you're ashamed of yourself. You don't want to be around other Christians because they, they, you feel dirty. 
you, you disappointed not only yourself, you disappointed God, and you disappointed them. So you, you, you have this stay away. And, when you, and that's not what we need to do. We need to draw those back in with love. Pray for them. If they're not going to let you come to them, you need to pray for them. Break the spirits that are around them. And you may have a job on your hands. Because some of them are really entrenched in what, what they've got themselves into. Hebrews chapter 4. And we're coming close to the end. You're going to love me again. In Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 11. Let us labor therefore to enter into the, that rest, lest any, any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Many of our, our brothers and sisters are falling into unbelief. I don't believe that anymore. Well, we need to lift them up, pull them out, strengthen them. Now, finally, let's go back to Matthew 24. And we will close with this one. It says, wow, I like these sermons are short. Shh, nobody tells. Because you'll know I want to come in early anyway. But <laughs> Matthew chapter 24, and we will begin with verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And, she, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Did you know today... Uh, there were six recorded earthquakes in the Dallas area. Hey, that's rare. Well, let's go on. Of course, we know there's famines all over. Um, verse 8. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. What happened to Christians around the world now? No, there's approximately 5,000, I think it was, I heard the other day, 5,049 Christians killed daily for their stand for Christ. They're coming, they're coming. You can't have the cross in some places. They're taking the crosses down in some places. You can't have a cross displayed because it offends. Where crosses, crosses have been around all over the place. What are they going to do in the graveyards? They're wanting to remove crosses. 
And then many shall be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. It's happening. Christians are, are some Christians are just gone. They're deceived and they're going into this thing. And many false prophets shall rise and shall uh, deceive many. And because of iniquity shall, shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Churches that were filled are empty. Especially if they're talking about the blood, the cross. But other churches are being filled because they have the coffee and lattes and so forth. And some are having actual drinks, uh, liquor. It draws in people. We want to draw in people. What kind of people do you draw? You want, we draw in people, but let's change their lives. Don't keep them on the, quote, on the wagon. Get them off the wagon if you're going to do something like that. But, that, but he that shall endure to the end shall be saved. There you go. We need to endure to the end. There are thir- certain things that are happening. Thank God for those, those Christians that are being killed. They are standing up for Christ. They're seeing their children shot before them. They're not denying the Lord. Or it's reverse. Or seeing their, their children beheaded in front of them. Those are hard things to imagine. But we are living in these last days. It's be, and he's coming soon. We need to go out there and help some of these other people that are lost in this wicked, evil world. And you and I are the, are the only ones that have the voice. So look what the enemy has in store for the last day Christians. We just read it. We need to prepare to defeat the enemy at each situation and circumstance that he throws at us. The name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We need to pray for those that are wavering. Those that are backsliding. They are certainly in danger of losing the blessings of salvation. We already talked about It's not grace that it's going to cover everything. Because if you turn your back on God, hey, if that's the case, all the angels are going to make it. They turn their back on. The devil's going to make it. You know, there's a couple places that the, they, they say even the devil's going to be saved in the, at, at the last. That's not what my Bible says. It says they're in, the, in, in hell. But that's supposed to be only a, for some places, only a 30-second burn. So they don't care. You're going to wake up differently if they get there. Okay. Are you rejoicing? <laughs> we need to be excited for this year. You, you, there's, God's got some plans for you. You need to ask the Lord, what kind of plans you got for you this year? And maybe he, he's already given you some, some thoughts. Say, Lord, direct me in this way. I feel you leading me. Open the doors. Show me. Give me guidance. There's perfection in the body of Christ. And you are it. Wake up. We need to wake up to it. Amen. Glory to God. Let's all stand. You getting out early, early? Somebody say, ha, ha, ha. 
There'll be a receptacle for those that want to give in the offering. Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that that which you put before us this night, Father God, we will come to a greater understanding of who we are and what we need to do, Father God, as disciples, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that we have the honor of, of lifting up the cross in the name of Jesus to the lost and dying world. May we be bold and courageous to do so. Give us each a good night's rest that we may be ready for tomorrow's endeavors. We praise you for it. And everyone said, Amen.